snack. Chad Higgins, it's 2023. The year of Michael Jordan. <laughs> the year of Michael Jordan. Oh, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> you think uh, he could come back and play right now? <laughs> I mean, I understand he's not going to hang 45. <laughs> I think he could come back and be competitive. He's making a team, right? <laughs> he's one of the ten, dude. He's he's one of the ten. Like you're pick you're picking your spot, but when you bring him in, well, the leadership that he brings from the bench, right? Like like I get it. his his ankles aren't what they used to be. He, he maybe don't have the same things he's got in his knees, but when he's on the court, he's directing traffic. I like the fact that I feel this way and would probably make this statement. For the next 30 years. Michael Jordan could be 75, and I'm like, I mean, he's probably an eight man somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'd, I actually, I'd buy a ticket to see him play. I mean, it would be a great way to move some move some merch, right? Like move some merch, move some tickets. At that point, if you're bringing in a 65-year-old Michael Jordan, <laughs> you know your organization's hurting. Well, I mean, we'll see how it goes this year, right? Like, uh, the, a, a good gimmick can only get you so far. <laughs> I don't think he's a gimmick, man. I don't know. I don't know. I like a good gimmick. Did you know that about me? <laughs> you don't always buy into him, though, but you appreciate him. I do. I like, a, I like a good gimmick. gimmick. You, ever, you ever seen a chicken play tic-tac-toe before? It's great. Oh, man, you, it's a great are you, are, you, are you pulling over to see that happen? Oh my gosh! I, I do a I duck also, that plays chess. Yeah, you're. Right. I like a good road trip, like roadside. You know, yeah, yeah. The billboard that's like giant ball yard. Look, world like, world's largest non real dinosaur. I'm right? like, yeah. We've driven this far. <laughs> we might well I mean, we, we got to pee somewhere. Why not <laughs> next to the largest spindle of thread? You yeah, know? yeah. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bigfoot tours start here. Right. Right. That is something I would love to do. Would oh. you do a bigfoot hunt? Uh, I would do a bigfoot hunt with you. I would. I would. I feel like I would do really well <laughs> on a bigfoot hunt as tour guide or as participant. Either. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. I You'd I, sell it really well. Oh, I could. Yeah, I could yeah. run a great yeah. bigfoot tour. <laughs> Um, Out here, these woods, hunting's looking good this oh, season. Oh, I can tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd come up with some like stupid story. Well, I mean, winter in 97, we saw two. Right. Well, you saw the white one. You don't <laughs> oh, see the white God. one very often. No, that's, that's a wintertime sighting, yeah. Um, Where yeah. he sheds his coat. I like I like a good sound. You know, like, you know how they'll take people out? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! And they'll wait, be like wait, the what, scream what? that you gotta do, <laughs> okay. just from behind the group. <laughs> no, that's what draws him in. Right, right. You, 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 you gotta get in. everybody to do it. Yeah, and then it's like that one quirky guy on the tour. You're like, man, that, have you heard him before? Because that's really good. <laughs> that's really good. That's that's dead on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was at a youth spring retreat thing where they had the whole campground. And they more like he, the guy that did it, shout, shout out to our friend who's a listener. Um, he, uh, they were playing their late night, like underground church thing. Yeah. But they had a guy in a suit just start walking the edge of the forest while they were playing. Like, I don't, mixed feelings on if it was the right call, but the students, like, did you? Did you see something? And he had a couple kids that knew and that were playing it up. There was a lot of like, I don't think we're alone out here. 
here. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll try to give it. This game was f- far too complicated. Our students loved it. Okay. Uh, Thursday night at camp. Yeah. Uh, it's a Bigfoot I, game? You, got, you, you, a, you squatching? Full Bigfoot game. You squatching? Uh, I believe we referred to it as Hair of the Bigfoot's Back. Okay. Okay. So this wow, dude, it was great. So we bring in it's very all, script. We bring in all the students in yeah. our main mat- gathering. Okay, we had one of our uh, interns at the time dress up like an old prospector. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I want. That I need. I need the kid. He comes just out. hat overalls. Yeah, so pick. we got yeah. big fog machines going. <laughs> he comes out on the stage Perfect. with this like old western yeah. accent. Um, and he goes, let me tell you a story. <laughs> story. Uh, and you know, the kids are ready for this game. They're yeah. pumped. And, uh, again, they love tradition. So they had to stay with their small groups okay. the whole time. Uh, there was actually, they like, were squatching in packs. Yeah. There was like a, it was like kindergarten style. Cause we had some wooded area. Okay. Uh, they had to hold on to this rope. Okay. okay. That's good. And cause we were afraid. Well, you'll understand why the rope here in a moment. Uh, <laughs> We had, wrangling. <laughs> we had five leaders yeah. in legit Bigfoot costumes. Okay. Oh, you're going multiplicity of Bigfoot. Uh, right. They were spread out. Um, through the woods, there were, we created like honeycomb hides oh of glow sticks. Okay. So throughout the wood, there were five honeycomb hives, each different colors of glow sticks. Okay. Your group had to sneak around the woods, okay, trying to find the five glow sticks, okay, okay. and like pull one off each hive, yeah, okay. So you get one of the colors, a way station, without getting tagged by one of the Bigfoots, okay. You had to hold on to the rope because we were afraid that was like they scatter. Bigfoot comes, they scatter. Okay. If you if anybody loses connection with the rope, your entire team has to. Forfeit over your glow sticks to the Bigfoot. Try again and start back <laughs> over. Okay, so oh you, once gosh. you get the five yeah. glow sticks, you then go turn in the glow sticks okay. for the largest super soaker you've ever seen. Amazing. Your group then gets to take the super soaker and turn. And you now have to hunt a Bigfoot. Perfect. So once you've killed a Bigfoot, yeah. <laughs> They would shoot the Bigfoot, <laughs> carry the Bigfoot. Of course. Right, uh, right, 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 together, right. For proof, yeah. Uh, back to the station. Amazing. Amazing. First team to capture Bigfoot wins. <laughs> it was a phenomenal game. You played multiple years, too, so there's like a little bit of strategy that develops. No, no, no. That was the only Just year. Just the one time? Oh, man. Okay. So every year we would come up with a, a big, big wild game, game yeah. like yeah. that. Good. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm not sure what the segue is from a story like that. Gimmicks I mean, is what we were talking about. Gimmicks is the story we were talking about. Uh, one of the things for this year, I'm sure your people are already thinking about uh, either winter events or spring events or maybe even summer events in the gimmicks that we might use. Um, but you you told me uh, end of last year, talking about some of the things we were going to do this year on the podcast, um, that we wanted to talk about some of the things that we could build. Yeah. Um, and not build in a way that like maybe we looked around and we need, but just like like 
proactively, preemptively, what are the things that we can build towards? And one of the ones you talked about was trust. And some of this came from some of the things that we've been doing differently on our team. Um, instead of checking in after, we've been doing a little bit of more preemptive, like, here's what I'm going to work on. Yeah. Um, and so this, this that's kind of where we're going to jump into this episode's ministry content of talking about the ways in which for youth ministry leaders that we can build more trust with our senior leadership, with the volunteers that are on our team, and even some of the the things that we do with parents um, that gets it in front of them even before it's done. And I think that's one of the things that like we, we saw on our team um, is it wasn't just like, here's what I finished, but here's what I'm working on. And so I, give us a little more. We talked about the ways in which we want to build trust this week. Give us more some parameters and guidelines for this episode today, Chad. Yeah, so uh, I, I want to start there. I want to continue to talk about the communication aspect of building trust. And one of the big reasons that we wanted to talk about this episode, because with our work inside of Youth Ministry Booster, uh, we hear from a lot of youth pastors that really feel um, frustrated with their own senior leadership. Um, you and I are not big, like, blame people at all. Right. Like, we really do think that even when there's problems from other people, like, you can only control what you can control. That's right. And even if senior leadership isn't, in your eyes, doing what they should do, you can either be a person that whines and complains about that and is frustrated about that, and you always see that, or you can begin to go, well, I'm going to do everything I'm able to do. And rest in that. And and rest in that, yep. and to be okay with that. And to understand that in the same way that you're frustrated with your leadership, there are things about your leadership... Which is hard to hear. ...that also frustrates other people. Yeah. And, and it should, and that's okay. Yeah. As long as we're not turning a blind eye to that... Yeah. ...and feeling like everybody else just needs to fix their stuff... Yeah. ...to line up with me. That's that, a very selfish uh, form of leadership... Right. ...and just a way to live and minister. Well, and it's one of the ways that actually deteriorates trust the most is to think that there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. So I, I would say let's, let's, let's go ahead and nail that down for folks, like... There's something about the way you lead that somebody else wishes you did a little differently. Mm. Maybe right, maybe wrong, but they wish you did it a little sure. bit differently, either in how you communicate, how frequently, um, the way you run a meeting, the way that you empower volunteers or student leaders or parents or not. Uh, there's something they wish you did differently. So that's where I think a lot of this on the communication side, we wanted to invite you in to think about what are the ways that you're communicating either in real time or preemptively with the right people. Um, I think sometimes we're like, well, let me get everything done and then I'll tell them. Um, when it comes to working with your team, and so let's talk about it either as staff team or senior leader team or volunteer team, I think in a busy and maybe even dislocated age that we're working in because some of us may still have some like required office days or some hybrid days and i'm hearing more and more about folks that like are not in the office as much as they used to be and even if you are in the office some you're probably still out for coffees and meetings and things i would encourage you as much as you can in a way that is manageable and routine that you could front load your week with here's what i'm set out to do in a way that's communicated to those that might need to hear it not just what i got done 
but either on Monday or Tuesday or whatever, sending the right short email or Slack message or check-in preemptively with your team or your leader to let them be a part of your process and not just the receipt of the work you got done. Well, it reminds me of that like uh, internet little meme that goes around that it's like uh, it's the two students and one of them gets a hundred and the other one gets a 98 Uh and the person that got a 98 was like, you know, I mean, pretty much same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the one that got the hundred was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You got all you could get. Mm. I got all there was Was. to get. Yeah. And I think there's a big difference. Like if you're only communicating what you did do. Yeah. Uh, there is no level of accountability there. Right. And I think when we're talking about building trust with people in leadership, our senior pastor, because I know that for a lot of youth pastors, there is a little bit of that tension, right? Of where were you all week? Why weren't you in the office? Right. And if you're having a report on the back end of like, well, here's what I did. Right. Then now it feels like an apology or it's reactive. Right. And good leadership and trust building is always going to be more proactive yeah. and preemptive than it is. Well, because there is a difference of like, oh, I just happened to be at the school. Yeah. And okay. My objective here is to reach new students that we don't know. Yeah. So I'm going to be at the school three times this week. That's way different than like, oh, well, I was at the school this week. Yeah. No, tell them what you're trying to do. And that way, even if like, you know, I had these meetings set up and people canceled, at least the intention was laid out early. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I think it allows you to do is when you proactively are looking at your own time management, Yeah. you then also get to look at uh, the value of your work in a way that is beyond the scope of, just my responsibility. Yeah. Like it or not, ch- serving on church staff, we all have to wear different hats at different times. Yeah. Building trust within your senior leadership, part of that process is letting them see that you understand and see the scope of your ministry beyond the silo that it can be. Yeah. That you understand student ministry is a part of the larger puzzle that is your local church and serving not just students, but families. And so when your senior pastor begins to see even your own thought process of being willing to pick up uh, workload tasks that go beyond your scope, you're building trust there. Yeah. Well, you're, you're... You're building credibility is what you're building, right? Well, it's one of those, like, and this is not to sound harsh to anybody right out the gate of this new year. If you're counting on, well, I got everything done I was asked to do, that's not next level. That's that's base level. Like, doing what you were asked to do is, is base level. What is next level is seeing the ways in which what you were asked to do does connect to the larger vision like you're talking about and the larger work and worth. It's not about you adding more to do. I, I really People need to hear like we're not saying like whatever you're doing, add 10% right. to it. It's not about the more you do. It's seeing that what you do like – like getting Wednesday night program ready isn't just like did he do it, did he not do it. It's 
Is it synced up with the ways in which kids' ministry is happening that night? Um, it's it's not. It's the okay. It's the parent ministry part of like yeah, sending home the questions from the me- the lesson or the message after the sermon is great. Having them ready beforehand in the email that goes out before the midweek gathering and comes home shows in a very double dip kind of way that we want parents to be aware and connected through multiple channels of messaging. Here's what we want your students to be engaged with scripturally this week. And it, and it wasn't that like to email them on Monday before the Wednesday and to send them home as a half page thing Wednesday night after it wasn't that much more, but it shows that you weren't just like completing the checkbox. You were trying to complete the circle. Yeah. Well, it's seeing, it's seeing things in the bigger perspective. Yeah. It's understanding that your role is not just the youth pastor. Yes. Like yes. You are That's your title. Right. Your role is more. Yeah. You are a pastor or a minister of this local church. Yeah. And your focus at is student ministry. Teenagers, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's like if we ran a department store. Right. And yours is toys. Right. It's the coolest department. It's super fun. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. we get it or sports, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Um, but if you only ever thought about the sports department. Yeah. And you created the coolest sports department ever. Yeah. But there's potholes out in the parking lot. Right. And the front door doesn't work. Right. Like there are, one, you're going to damage your sports department or toy yeah. department. But you're also not really a team player with everyone else. Yeah. And there's not that level of just relational, which is the next piece that I want to focus on a little bit more. Um, One of the things we hear is this relational frustration of wanting senior leadership to like invest in me more, invest, or, or, mentor, coach, like the relation, the, the equity doesn't feel like it's there. They're a boss and not a pastor. Yeah, sure. yeah. And I think that those are valid things to think about. But if we're only ever waiting on someone else to call us, to call us to do something, ah. <sighs> I, and maybe I say this because of the nervousness that it makes me to think about there were probably so many people that wanted that from me that I didn't give. Yeah. Um, but if we're waiting to be a better leader because someone else was willing to pay, pour into us, yeah, then we only want and we're not realizing that even those relationships of mentor mentee is dual sided. Yeah, that's right. Um, Like we have to put effort into those kind of things. Yeah. Like that's the question I always ask when somebody's like, you know, my senior pastor never checks on me. I'm like, well, when's the last time you ever checked on them? Yeah. Did you make the call? When did you, when did you create the invite? Why is that their job? And I understand. And I, I would say if I'm talking to that senior pastor, you need to be investing in your people. Yeah. We'd say it to them too. That's their role. Yeah. But I think if we only live with expectations of people fulfilling their role hundred percent of the time, then we're always going to be looking for the failure. Yeah. It's like a marriage relationship, right? Like 
If you're looking for the things that frustrate you about your spouse, you will find them. You will find them 100% <laughs> of the time. But if you're looking for the great things that they do, yep. you'll be surprised at how many there are. Yeah, and you're willing to grow with them. You and I, man, <laughs> I, I would say... For that the folks that have been listening for the long time, yeah. You and I, I would say over the last year to two, we've probably challenged and pushed each other more than we ever have in yeah. a relationship. And I hope we do even more and more in the future. Um, but that comes because of the trust that we've built with each other. Yeah. One of the things that we've said about our relationship, and this is full behind the curtain. <laughs> I like that the record button is still on. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I shouldn't say this. Uh, one of the things that we've said to each other is we've finally gotten past a place in our relationship that we know that we can fail the other person mm. and they'll still be there. Yeah. And can I can let you down and you'll still be my friend. hundred percent. Yeah. Zach working, you can, and you have, you can make <laughs> me mad. Uh, you can frustrate me. Yeah. You can let me down. Miss a deadline, forget a thing. And I'm yeah. going to answer your call tomorrow. Yeah. And the same is true. God, there's no telling how many times I've made you mad. Uh, but I think if we want great relationships yeah. on teams that we play on, it comes down to a willingness to to be Jesus, mm -hmm. to serve, to sacrifice, and to go, I care more about this person than I do what they can give me. Yeah. Or how they can edify me or how they can improve. What can me. I extract from them? Yeah. yeah. And I think if we're only looking for what they can do for us, that's not a relationship. No, it's a usership. It's a user. Yeah. And we can all become users. Mm. But I think we've got to develop relationships on our staff. The, the, the best staff relationships I've ever been on are people that just really enjoy each other. Yeah. And the level of work goes through the roof. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I don't want to let them down. Right, right. I, I enjoy doing this. Yeah. I don't want to lose this. Yeah. And so we fight for those things hard. I think if you want improvement on your staff relationship, you've got to work to be friends and care for each other. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be buddy. That's not what I'm talking about yeah. when I say friends. You don't have to hang out. Right. But you have to really care about them. Yeah. 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 Like, do you do you care about your senior pastor? Yeah. Do you want him to be successful? Yeah. And not just, like, successful at the church. Yeah. Like, you've got to understand the work that we do is bigger than just, like, we're not event planners. Right. And I think sometimes, like, because You're of the— You're far too underpaid to be an event planner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But because of the type of work that we do, it does feel like— we're program coordinators, right, right. event planners, trip directors, yeah. Yeah, all of these things. And we're just going from event, event, program to program. And you forget the opportunity to, we are called to make disciples. Yeah. And part of that is you, mm -hmm. of you growing as a disciple. But I think part of it is, your senior leadership yeah, and walking side by side. Like Zach, I want you, 
I want you to be more in love with Jesus and more like Jesus mm. because of our relationship together. Mm. That would point you towards that more yeah. than anything else. More yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Like, here's the question, and I don't know if it's a good question, but I'm going to ask it. Would I see myself, would I see my time at a church as successful if it never grew? Mm. But my time period, I left there and I felt like the senior pastor and the staff were more like Jesus than when I got there. Yeah. There's a part of it that I think that there, there's a level of, I, I used the word success and a quote like that. But like, what are we doing if that's not yeah. the things that we're after? And because hopefully, right, the logic of that statement is it pours into the people and they the would see that and, and be that, challenged those, by right, that. They would be more and more like Jesus. But I but th- even that feels like we now you're motivating it, right? Like you're pushing it in a different way when the sincerity of like, I just want them to be more like Jesus. And that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. Isn't it enough? Is enough. It is enough. Like, because I have to believe because of the things that I've been called to and just even my reading of scripture, like I truly believe that if we learn to die to ourself and allow him to actively live through us, like that's what we're called to. That's it. Yeah. And I think when we're waiting around for, when we're waiting around for other people to be Jesus in our life, yeah, um, we're missing something. Um, I, I think that building trust is proactive. I believe that building trust is hard. I believe that it means sacrifice. It means consistency. Um. I don't know that I've ever, in the relationships that I've had over my life, the ones that I've truly invested into have yet to come back void for me. Mm. Those have always been the best ones. Yeah. But when I put people up on pedestals, and I expect them to do something for me yeah. because of their title or who they are. The performance, there, yeah. I'm often disappointed. Mm. And if I sat with it long enough, I realize that my disappointment is not in them, but it's in me. Mm. It's a new year, and we're really excited for you to join us week after week as we talk about the things that keep us encouraged and motivated to do the work of ministry. There's a lot of places that you can learn more about how. We hope that this weekly podcast encourages you for the why and the who you get to do ministry with. Uh, This is two friends talking about what ministry has meant and continues to mean as we do the work together. So from week to week, we hope that you're feeling the encouragement even when you feel low, to be boosted again for the inspiration and calling that is so important in our lives. It's not what we get to do. It's who we get to do it for. And it's the most important reminder that we can give you. Blessings to you, friend. And this week, I'm continuing to build trust in the relationships you have with your leadership, with your team, with your parents and your students. 
Are we always to be torn apart? Will you let them tear us apart? Why are you saying?